everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number five, where we're discussing the new Star Wars canon. I'm one of your hosts, Tim, and joining me this evening, a very special guest host, the man behind the new Nerd Room logo, Troy. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me here, buddy. Appreciate it. Join the Nerd Room, guys. So, by way of introduction, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself, kind of give your nerd credentials, what you're reading, what you're looking forward to in 2016. Awesome. Yeah, all right. Well, let's go. Um, introduction, I uh, got into comics 2008, late 2008. Uh, my fiance sent me over from university, the Back in Black series, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Nice, nice. Great series, uh, picked it up all in trade, and I've been going hard at it since. But I guess my first introduction was actually Conan the Barbarian. My older brother collected Conan the Marvel series, so I kind of uh, sneaked up on those and... Um, uh, Civil War was my introduction to the Avengers. Nice, yeah. Um, and I've been doing X-Men. X-Men's a little hard to get into, but I eventually got into it, and I love it. And now I'm a DC fanboy as well. I got uh, Batman going on, Nightwing. I should say Grayson, actually, now. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're one of the old, only ones I know that actually covers a full spectrum of comics. Like, I, <laughs> like, your pull, pull list must be enormous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. It's just getting more and more intense with the movies that come out. But um, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry for all the comics, so just let it keep coming. Awesome, movies I love and it. comics, yeah. I love it. Absolutely. So today, for the first time, we're recording in the actual nerd room down at, I guess, Absolutely. version two of the nerd room. So <laughs> we're surrounded completely by, you know, everything down here of Star Wars, Marvel, a bit of DC here yeah, and there. Great aura. Yeah, I know, it's awesome. But I was kind of setting up down here the other day, and I finally opened the brand new 6-inch scale TIE Fighter oh, with the Elite boy. elite TIE Fighter pilot in it, and oh my god, is it huge! Incredible. <laughs> I picked it out, I picked it up, and I just burst out laughing because I could not believe how big the wings were. <laughs> oh man, what a piece though, what a piece. It has to sit on the floor, it doesn't sit on any table or anything. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it's awesome, and it's I hope huge. they continue uh, you know, maybe they bring a speeder bike or Absolutely. something else. Like, that would be sick. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great scale. So you were at the comic book shop this oh, past yeah. Wednesday, right? Oh, yeah. yes. So I went in, <laughs> and man, is the Canadian dollar oh, just killing us. It's killer. Well, Holy so smokes. I got them to print me off an actual itemized receipt because like i went up with like three or four books and she tells me it's like 21 bucks or something i was like what is going on so we're paying right now up in canada we're paying 587 canadian per book and that's just for your standard issue you know weekly ongoing comic or monthly ongoing comic so we're getting absolutely (laughs) crushed but one thing i want to throw out there you know the the comic shops, I don't think they take a ton of pleasure in charging us no, that much. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And, but I want to make sure everyone still gets out there and supports them. It's like we were talking a couple of episodes back about maybe tighten up the belt, tighten up the pull list a mm-hmm. bit. Um, but continue to go out there and support those comic book yeah, shops. Cause, definitely. You know, especially some of the smaller ones. Because if they don't have the customers coming in, they're going to disappear. Yeah. And we don't want that. Because sometimes they're the ones that only ones that bring in, particularly in Canada... They're the only ones that bring in kind of some of the Black Series, yes. some, of the, some of the Legends. The Legends, the Selects, the sele- all those, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of the Hot Toys and that. Exactly. We're, otherwise, we don't have any you way of getting them. Those. Getting it. Yeah. Good luck and, finding DC collectibles anywhere else but your local comic shop. Yeah, and that's what yeah. Sanjay is having a real hard time. Yeah. He's trying to collect the B versus S stuff, and he can't find it anywhere. It's tough, yeah. yeah there's a small end rack at Toys R Us that has a few DC things, but other than that, there's nothing around. No, no. Yeah, so keep going out there and supporting those guys. Yeah, exactly. So, shall we press on with some news here? Secret Wars. Oh, boy. I've been banging on for weeks <laughs> about how this needs to end. Because I'm like on this huge hiatus from reading Marvel comics. Lucky Star Wars is filling that gap in a bit. 
But we finally got, you know, the ninth and final issue yes. of Secret Wars. Um, what did you think? You know, was it worth the wait? It delivered. It was great. I was fully on board from issue one. I loved all the spin-off series going on to the, the whole event itself. But issue nine delivers in a big way, I believe. Um, the art's been pretty great for the most part. Oh, yeah. I'd have to agree there. That's, yeah. It's one, yeah the, the art has been killer. The right great. through the whole Hickman series. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The art's been great. I, I love uh, Black Panther oh. being able to shine. You know, with the Infinity Gauntlet, I just thought that was great. There were some really good fight sequences, actually, in this comic book. Yeah, especially the yeah. last three episodes when they really got into fighting yeah. God Doom there. Like, yeah. yeah oh, unreal. And yeah, Black Panther has probably had some of the best scenes <laughs> yes. in the last, especially the last two issues. <laughs> yes. Just killer. He's been great. He's been great. We got to see uh, Thing slash AKA The Wall go up against Galactus. You know, yeah, unreal. That's, it's just been great. I'm going to say spoilers because for anyone that hasn't read it yet, you know, maybe jump ahead a minute or two because I'm going to kind of explain a bit of the end here awesome. and kind of some of the fallout from it. Uh, so just to avoid kind of uh, spoiling anyone. So essentially, you know, we see Reed confront Dr. Doom, Doom yep. finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the help of Molecule Man and some others, like Black Panther has a yes. big scene in there, yeah. which is unreal. Neymar, with the, Neymar, with the Neymar, Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> Discreet. Yeah. And yeah. so essentially Reed ends up with... Doom's powers. Yeah. You know, they're transferred. Molecule Man transfers them over. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he looks like he's restored Earth. Yeah. The Spin- multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse. Yeah. They're spinning out universes that Franklin's basically thinking up, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I guess 616 is gone, it's dead. It's gone. It, I think they refer to it as Prime Earth. Yeah, Prime it? Earth. So I don't yeah. know if it's Prime Earth or Prime Universe. Right. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's where the 616 continuity sits. Sits, exactly. There's no, it doesn't seem to be like this like reboot that we got at DC, the new 52. Right, the, right. So I don't know if, and I haven't read anything beyond this. So I don't know if people remember like the secret whole battle world thing. Yeah, we, we don't really necessarily know. I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man number one and ongoing since um, Secret Wars here. And I believe it's just an eight month gap. So they yeah. don't really... Hickman yeah. likes those eight months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something about that. But it looks like yeah. Fantastic Four done, wiped out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the characters will still be around. It looks like I yeah. think Johnny's going to Avengers. That's things right. with the Guardians. That's right. Not sure about Reed and Sue, but it looks like they're going to be around to some degree. In some degree, at least until Marvel gets the movie rights back. We'll yeah, I think we'll they're put a lot of pressure <laughs> there. So I know I agree, man. I. Having been committed to this right from essentially the start of Hickman's Avengers, New Avengers run, yeah, the payout for me was great. Oh, you yeah. know? And like you said, the Black Panther scenes are oh, some of my favorite. Just, just epic. And one of the one of the scenes, I'm really curious going forward into the new continuity here, not really new continuity, into the new books. Uh, one of my favorite villains got a spine ripped out. <laughs> by yes, two. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> and that was like. And I'm going to say it here, so spoilers. Yeah. That was the Thanos from the 616 universe. It was, yep. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Like, presumably everyone that died is coming back, back. to some degree. Yep. So I don't know. I'm a bit worried that mm. we're going to... Like, because there's the Thanos that was in um, the Infinity... No, no. Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet series. Oh, okay. Um, it was different Thanos. I think so. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But he was chasing an Infinity Gauntlet in that series. So right. I think it was a different Thanos. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. But hopefully he comes back. Or I'm gonna be completely I heartbroken. Hope so. I hope so, especially in time for the movies coming out. I mean, you gotta you gotta have that guy present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So interestingly enough, spinning out of the death of a villain, mm-hmm. um, Marvel teased. They had this real, real cryptic image that they put out late last week, and all it said on it was "Dead No More." That's right. You know, very reminiscent of the Spider-Man No More. That's right. That's a good call. Yes. So. 
you know, there's been a lot of people chucking around different ideas of what this could be. Yeah, could it be Uncle Ben? Could it be Gwen Stacy? Could it be Wolverine? Yeah, Xavier's another one that was exactly. chucked out there. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, even going into the Guardians room, maybe Marvel. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah the he original, was, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was briefly resurrected in AVX mm-hmm. um, okay. and then subsequently died that same issue. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Nothing else has really been associated with it, but Civil War, they're teasing a death. And yeah. now they're teasing bringing back someone from the Resurrection, dead. Resurrection, right. You know, sometimes I think maybe it's maybe it would be good to keep Wolverine dead for a couple of years. I would say so, especially Old Man Logan was a hit. I, I'm sure all you guys out there that read Old Man Logan, Secret Wars, no complaints there. And Old, Old Man Logan that we have now in the new series, Prime Earth, he's, he's, he's a hit. He's great. Yeah, it's great. I, don't, I didn't read it, but I know you've been, you've been yeah. you know, begging Loving me to read it, it for yeah. a while. <laughs> 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 all right, so this past week... They announced the Oscars. Yes. The Oscar noms. Yes. Exciting times. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, the Reverend got a whole ton of noms. Mm-hmm. Mad Max also. So it's good to see a yeah. different type of movie getting a Get bit of there. love it from, from the Oscars, shine. from yeah. the Academy. Um, I'm happy to see that. So those are the two biggest. And then, you know, Force Awakens got... Five noms. Five, so that's yeah. great. No, that's yeah. usually because it's and that's in visual effects and sound, mixing, sound, editing, sound editing and that. Yep. Um, I was hoping to see maybe, you know, an original screenplay. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. do, do you think the group, you know, not just for The Force Awakens, but for some of the other movies, because you know how the Golden Globes does, you know, there's that kind of weird comedy and musical yeah. section, and then there's the drama one, which have all the big heavy which hitters the big in big heavy it. hitters, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think they need to split and have kind of more of an all-encompassing kind of awards? I don't know, something similar to that comedy, but maybe, I don't know, action or something like that? It, it, would, it would be nice. It would be nice if they did have something like that. You know, you're basically saying like an action segment. Yeah. Or, or, or I don't know. Something that you can see. Because like the four biggest movies of the yeah. year, other than visuals and sound editing, don't get yeah. anything. And, exactly. You know, is is that right? You know, I guess it comes down to maybe the Oscars are kind of your upper echelon of That's nominations. Just it. So yeah. you get, I guess there's other awards spread across kind of the industry that give, you know, the best movie to you know, Star Wars or something like right. that. So that's maybe that's true. more fan that's true. kind of people that's choice true. stuff. Especially even when you look at the Golden Globes, their their comedy music, it's 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 just a title, but it's really still drama. I mean they had the Martian in there. Yeah. You know, not yeah. a comedy at all. Some no, everyone was moments, blown but... away by it. Yeah. yeah. That's a great yeah. movie. I just watched it this it's past great. weekend. Oh, it's great. Oh, I'm glad you saw it. Yeah, it's awesome. So good. Matt Damon's fantastic. He's great. One of my favorite Matt Damon roles, actually, ever. Oh, I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And being that it was him on the screen for the majority of the movie, yeah. right? Like, he holds he holds his own in that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great. And, yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Let's, I'd definitely go and run and check go that out. Go there and see it. Absolutely. Right. So, Marvel TV. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked to, we've been talking a bit about this at, through the last couple episodes, but... You know, again, they keep feeding us information, and we're only a couple of weeks away now, or a couple, a month and a half away from Daredevil season two. Oh yeah, and you know, the main antagonist, and there at least the way they're they're leading us is Punisher, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're now talking about a Punisher spin-off. standalone spinoff. Oh yeah, bring it on! I think that would be sick. You know, we haven't seen much other than mm-hmm. a few photos, but I can imagine, you know, oh. John Berthold's going to kill it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be great. It's what a month that is too. Batman v Superman, Daredevil. Basically, I won't be leaving the house for a no. while. Though. So <laughs> it's Daredevil yeah. for a few hours, you know, here and there, kind of splitting it up, and then mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, then come back and maybe finish up with some Daredevil. Yeah, oh, exactly. Hell of a week. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Hell of a week. And also Jessica Jones, they officially announced yes. season two. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know again another fantastic series. Glad to see them. The, those uh, Netflix series getting some love and renewed episode or renewed um, seasons and that. Mm-hmm. So good to see. And they're even already talking Daredevil season three. Oh wow. That's great. So, you know, it's great to see this. And then we have the whole Defenders 
That's um, the lead up, right? Yeah, yeah, basically like the Avengers-esque crossover. So I think it's 13 episodes. So I think they're going to start to shoot that within the next year or two. Makes sense, right? Um, so kind of getting these, these, you know, for lack of a better term, all these heroes assembling. Exactly. Into a single. So I think that's going to be another big one. That'll be great. Are, are we doing any predictions or anything with the Daredevil, you think? or? Uh... Yeah, I think what we should do, we should maybe... Maybe in another episode down okay. the road, and then I think we're gonna have to review the whole thing. Okay. So we're gonna have oh, to yeah. binge awesome. watch this over. Oh, oh over, yeah, over again over a whole weekend. Fine by me. So that we can get an episode out, you know, not too long after mm-hmm. actually Daredevil drops. All right, so let's get into the new to nerd for this week. Um, we're talking comic book variants, and that's really so. We're gonna segue a bit from our discussion last week, and we're briefly gonna hear. We're just gonna kind of run through the highlights of basically variant covers or variant issues what they are how they're collected you know why we see such a wide range of price on some of these some of these get outrageously priced oh yeah it's it's a little ridiculous more often than not especially in this day and age as far as comics (laughs) you know we're getting multiple printed covers of of a single issue you know, I think what was the the Star Wars number one? Like, it must have had like a hundred different covers. It was huge. I don't know what was bigger, Star Wars number one or Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns three. Oh yeah, number one. They're both up there. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's nuts. And you know, some people actually go out and try to collect all. Yeah. Yeah. And and some of these are brutally expensive. Hefty. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the real reason they're expensive is basically comes down to exclusivity. Mm-hmm. So comic book shops. I guess the way they're ordering as as way of kind of promotion or incentive to buy more comics from the, the publisher or the distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, what they have is they'll be to get a variant cover, you need to buy at least ten issues, and That's then right. for every ten issues, you get a single variant cover for that. But some of these are one in every two hundred yeah, issues. Yeah, which is so when you're looking at particularly small comic book shops, mm-hmm. you know they're not going to buy two hundred issues. They're not going to be able to put that out. They're not going to be able to sell all those, no, right? Break even with that, yeah. and so that's why you're seeing some of these variant covers going for, you know, a hundred bucks, exactly. two hundred bucks. Yeah, you to know, cover the other end. Yep. exactly. Yep. So it's it's sometimes it's difficult to actually collect these. Yeah, you know, and we see huge variety of them. The Star Wars had the action figures covers. Yeah, yeah. You've, Secret Wars had the action figures, and now yeah. um, Deadpool and Spider Man have the action figure variants. There's a bunch going around. Yeah, and yeah. you've been collecting the hip hop covers, right? Yes, I've been collecting uh, at least on the Spider Man side and Spidey side. I've been collecting uh, the hip hop covers. Pretty neat. It's, yeah. it's cool. Some of those images are cool. I don't understand. I don't. <laughs> I don't know all the covers, so I can't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, some of the art looks pretty good on them. They're pretty cool. I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see them even go like you know a cool rock and roll route. You know, to see like a cool I don't know Led Zeppelin kind of cover or something would be would be pretty neat you know there's lots you could do with them oh yeah and, you know, and that's that's it right it's it's collecting and going there you know you're hitting at a very niche market yeah to a degree you know some people you know exclusively collect variants mm-hmm. and then you know i don't really collect variants but no. i often get sucked in sometimes absolutely you know i got there's some retro guardians of the galaxy ones they're doing a couple years ago mm-hmm. and i just love the look of them so i was like okay here's my 25 dollars for yeah. the issue i bought a week oh, ago a week ago yeah <laughs> and they get you yeah they yeah. get you but that's one thing key thing to highlight i think is the issue inside is the exact same exactly so all that's different is the cover exactly it's the inside that counts guys it's the inside that counts yeah exactly the, the whole story is the same <laughs> yeah and, and you know some cool things they're doing with um the collector's court boxes so it's a subscription box that's right you're talking about this yeah briefly. yeah you get um variant covers in there so they're mm-hmm. pretty exclusive although they probably go out to 20 30 if not more people wow. but still you get kind of this kind of cool variant cover mm-hmm. within them and that's really the only variants i Get. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a big spender. I, I kind of like having 
you know, the continuous collection of the of the main first printed cover art. Yeah, keep consistent. Yeah, because yeah. also when you get the second and third Prince, printings, yeah. you get slightly different covers, usually just tweaks in the coloring. Yeah, that. maybe even black or white. DC had a good one going on, I think, last year with uh, movie covers, actually. So oh, yeah. Aquaman had a Free Willy kind of uh, image going on. and Yeah, I do remember yeah. those. Those are pretty sick. It's, it's pretty neat. I think Batgirl had um, Purple Rain. So for all you Prince fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> pretty was neat. There, was there, um, who was it that just died? In the comics? No, no, no. In real life. Oh, Bowie. Um, yeah, Bowie. Was David there a Bowie, Bowie cover at all? Uh, you know, I would think there would be, I, I, I suppose, with that famous image of the, the, the lightning bolt on his yeah. face. I think there might have been. Yeah, there must have there been. There must that, have been. That, that one would probably be a good right. one to pick up. That would have been a really cool yeah. one. So you pay a little homage to you know someone that's recently passed. Yeah, like losing one of the greats. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps it up. That kind of gives just a little bit of insight into you know maybe why some of these are expensive. Mm. The fact that a little more niche collecting, and you know all in all, you have to love the cover art. Oh yeah, you to, do to get into these. Um, if you're going to be willing to pay, yeah. pay the money for them. But you know you have to say some of that stuff is incredible. <laughs> Especially when you get up to like the hundred plus variant covers and stars, couldn't even imagine. All right, man. So shall we kind of move on to uh, the main topic of the podcast this week? Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, So we're going to be talking the new Star Wars canon. You know, recently with the Disney purchase, Mm -hmm. essentially all the EU rebranded, I guess, not wiped out, but rebranded as Mm -hmm. the Legends Legends series. That's right. Yeah. So. You know, I know a lot of people are pretty heartbroken. Yeah, over them kind over, of dismantling yeah. or rebranding that that overall series. Mm-hmm. Have you read much of it? I am familiar with it. I can't say I've actually read the novels, but I'm familiar. Um, you know, the whole Chewbacca being killed by Moon <laughs> to to, uh, to the twins, um, Thrawn. Obviously, yeah, what a big deal he is, yeah. right? So it's a it's a good move, though. It makes sense for a marketing point of view, right? You got oh, a lot of newcomers you're trying to introduce, and um, you know those stories will always be there, whether they're canon or not. So exactly, yeah. I, I think they're really trying to free up some space there, right? Exactly. There's a, a huge amount of material from Return of the Jedi, you know, oh, way for it, yeah. and particularly focusing on the main characters, yeah. right? So without wiping that clean or at least rebranding it, mm-hmm. there's no way that they can tell these stories exactly, and you know maintain, you know essentially the bounds and the limitations that other authors have put on these characters as far as their overall arcs and storylines through post-Return of the Jedi. Exactly. But I think one thing that we want people to keep in mind, Jared, there's an absolute ton of material <laughs> smokes. in you know the old Star Wars EU. Mm-hmm. And neither of us have read anywhere near <laughs> yeah. all of it or even a little bit of right. it. So I th- we're just going to kind of go through and, and touch on some highlights of some of the, the major stories, you know, looking back at some of the Marvel comics, you know, a few novels. I've read the Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Maybe touch on that a little bit. Cool. And then really kind of look at that a little bit to see you know, what we had before. And then we'll go into a bit more depth and detail with the new canon awesome. itself. So like I was saying, we've kind of dipped in and out of the Legend series itself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was something that was immensely popular with the oh. Star Wars community. You know, a lot of people had a ton of time invested into oh, this, yeah. into the characters. Yep. And, you know, even up until a couple of years ago, we were still getting EU That's action right. figures, right? That's right, yeah. So, yeah. Darth Plague just sitting oh, right yeah. there. Yeah. And they awesome. had the Mara Jade. Yes. Figure. What a cool character. Yeah. yeah. 
And you know, those are some of the like the, the big hitters. I know Plagueis was mentioned in Re- Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of Sith yeah. but he's really fleshed out. I mean, there's a Darth Plagueis book not too long ago. Yeah, that's right. He's fleshed out a bit more him and his relationship with Palpatine right. and that. So, you know, these are some beloved characters mm-hmm. that unfortunately, you know, Disney had to basically take out a continuity. To a degree, I was really hoping some of the, we'd see some of these characters in The Force Awakens. Or I was thinking so. Hint towards them. Yes. And so I'm hoping, you know, maybe in the future mm-hmm. that, you know, because we went so far past Return of the Jedi yeah, with The Force years. Awakens, yeah. that maybe we'll get some hints of these characters yeah. if they're going to tell stories in between. You know, maybe there is room for, you know, Thrawn to show exactly. up. And, you know, maybe there's room for Mara Jade. Yeah. Don't know. Dash Rendar. Give me Dash Rendar. Yeah. Awesome character. <laughs> Um, I think one thing that I don't know if a lot of people know or that is that George Lucas or Lucasfilm, I guess, mm-hmm. held the creative control rights for everything that was published in Star Wars in the the whole EU and all that. Okay, and they had a division that actually kept track, sort of, of this. Oh, okay, um, continuity, continuity, right. and to not kind of conflict with the development of the prequels. Wow. So a lot of that that time frame was kind of off limits right. for you writers. So that's why you see, you know, some novelization and video games are like going way back to the old Republic. Right. Thousands and thousands yeah. of years behind. And you see okay. them kind of going forward from Return of the Jedi. That's right. But the the EU itself, so it it kind of came into existence, I guess, in seventy eight. So there's the original Marvel Comics run, which I spoke a bit about on kind of I think our first episode, where I managed to kind of snag bits and pieces of this at a comic sh- at a comic sale for like two bucks an awesome. issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But so in 77, Marvel Comics had a six issue run um, that was an adaptation of A New Hope. And I think this was kind of just like a promotional thing mm-hmm. and essentially just basically retold A New Hope in the comic books. So originally this was turned down by everyone. They went to DC, Marvel, all that. Oh, And even okay. Stan Lee turned it down. And finally they picked it up and, and were sold on it. And it ended up being kind of mar- this massive hit for Marvel. Yeah. And it really saved them, I guess, from financial ruin. Mm-hmm. So this series ended up running 107 issues. Wow. Three big annuals over, I think, maybe almost close to 10 years, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, so it's quite a run that they had. And then Dark Horse, Horse came over later and... Uh... Yeah, so yeah, that was in the early 90s. Okay. They picked up when Marvel... I don't know if they relinquished the license or if they lost the license. I don't know how it worked. Right. And anyways, yeah, Dark Horse picked it up. Kind of in a time when we're seeing, I guess, really an explosion of the novelization, really. Right. The EU novelization. Because in the early 90s, you had the Thrawn trilogy come yes. out. And so that was by Timothy Zahn. And wow, what... What a run. Oh, I you know even though it's not canon or whatever mm-hmm. I'd still go back and check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's why here here it's highly recommended. Oh, like yeah. the the characterization of the original characters and then you've got this great antagonist mm-hmm. in, in Thrawn and then you get introduction of characters that are really carried right through the EU and you know this in particular this and maybe Splinter of the the Mind's Eye which was like really the first big novelization. It was the only two kind of big books I've read in the mm-hmm. EU with the exception uh, the exception of some of the comics. Yeah. Like you're saying, like Dark Horse, they came and picked it up in the early '90s, mm-hmm. and they had hundreds and hundreds, hundreds, oh yeah, of issues. You know, they yeah. brought back Boba Fett. Yeah, um, that's right. Back that's in the right. continuity. Yeah. So after after you know he flew into the Sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they ended up bringing him back, mm-hmm. and then you know it's really from there on. You know, I think there's something like over a thousand issues of Star Wars Jeez. comics. Um, wow. And I'm assuming like hundreds of novels. Oh yeah, there's there's a grip full out there. And you know, 
Dark Horse kind of ran with this up until the purchase at Disney. Yeah. Um, there's a series right at the end of Dark Horse's uh, run called just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. And that's the only Dark Horse series that I collected straight through. Right, right. Um, and it was kind of the first time that I think Dark Horse played around in that area era with, you know, some degree of, um, of fluidity and over, and control over the characters, which right. is pretty neat. And this is the same gap that the new series is feeling. It's covering now. Yeah, That's Vader, right. Star Wars, Leia, That's right. all that, and even some of the new books. That's right. I actually did pick up some Dark Horse um, towards the end of the run, too. I believe it's called Dawn of the Jedi, so this is going thousands of years back of the of the brink of uh, the Jedis. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I think I picked up about 10 issues. I guess I kind of lost interest, but the art was great. And the first couple of issues were, were pretty solid there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was almost like you're saying. It was from a marketing standpoint and a, a standpoint of people getting into back into Star Wars novels yeah. and comics and that. It, there's so much there that even you know people that like you and I that love Star Wars, oh, yeah. love reading comics, you know, love getting into the books. Yeah. It was the barrier of entry was just too high. Yeah. Where do you start? Where do you it, go? Right? Exactly. You yeah. almost had to pick a very very small era mm-hmm. and just read there. Exactly. And at least now, to some degree, with the new canon, mm-hmm. we have the ability to jump into things and kind of focus on basically from the Phantom Menace to the Force Awakens. Yeah. We can. Hopefully, keep up with some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hopefully okay. at this rate. Yeah. yeah, it's already looking hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, funny fact, actually, uh, Dark Horse did. Um, I believe when Disney got the rights back, Clone Wars ended, or the Clone Wars ended. So instead, uh, the last little, I think they had a last story arc that they fit into a comic book, which was produced by Dark Horse, and it's a Darth Maul comic book. Can't remember the title, but it is actually still considered canon to this day. They actually. I saw, in there. Yeah. I saw that last night and I was really confused. Yeah. I was looking at kind of some of the gaps in the, the new continuity and I was like, I don't remember them putting a Darth Dark Maul book out yeah, recently. That's right. And so why is that still canon? Is it because it ties to the Clone Wars? It does tie to the Clone Wars and I guess Clone Wars is still canon technically. Awesome. So I think that's a, that's a great segue actually into talking a bit about, or not a bit, kind of in quite a bit of detail here, <laughs> uh, the new Star Wars canon. Yes. So we're going to give kind of like a high level overview of some of the stuff and a bit deeper detail on some of the other stuff that we've read, some of the comics, some of the novels, and even into the TV shows. Cool. So we're going to look at everything kind of outside of the main movies. Awesome. Uh, maybe touch a bit on where, you know, Rogue One, maybe the Han Solo series are actually going to fall in. So we're going to kind of swing through this chronologically. And I guess really, Phantom Menace is where we start. That's where we start. That's where it begins. Yeah. There's nothing else before that. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Do you, like... I wonder if they're going to go back and kind of retread some of that. Yeah, there's, there's so much they could possibly do back there, right? And it's interesting that they kind of blew all that away because I really don't think they're going to concentrate on that era that much. No. It seems that they're going to stay from basically Phantom Menace through to The Force Awakens. It seems that way. Yeah. It seems that way. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you see a lot, a lot of authors maybe getting a little, more, a little more liberty in kind of that area with some of the, with some characters mm-hmm. and retelling maybe some of these classic stories for you know kind of modernizing them a bit or updating them a bit yeah. and fitting them into the main canon here a bit more. But like something that happens like the old Republic and stuff oh, like that yeah. has some consequences, I guess. Yeah. 
But realistically, on on the era they're focusing on for the movies, which is in and around kind of the original trilogy, it seems, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's that much effect. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, if they could go back with these anthology films and give us an Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic and give us Darth Revan, because he's, man, is he ever a great Sith or Jedi character. So um, that would be great to see. But yeah, I basically think the focus is, you know, Phantom Menace, the prequels and up. And I I guess it's a Skywalker story. Yeah, exactly. They kind of stick within that realm. When you were looking at the canon, like I mentioned before, Lucasfilm had and now has again this entire department that looks, you know, with a fine tooth comb, I guess, at these characters to make sure that, you know, the novelizations, the comics and that don't step on any toes. Exactly. As far as stories they're going to tell in the future and the movies and that. So I'd imagine there's quite quite wide boundaries on some of these eras so that so they're not picking up stories like young han solo mm-hmm. or stuff kind of for the rogue one and then also there's that time zone in, in rebels now that we're starting to yes, get comics it's about four years before um yeah new hope so like if you go on and look at you know star wars canon everything will be relative as far as timing mm-hmm. to the battle of yavin yes so yeah. at the end of um a new hope there Kind of the the blowing up of the the first Death Star that's considered kind of the zero point. Yes, exactly for the Star Wars universe or the or the, the canonical universe. And so every time you'll see kind of BBY before the Battle of Yavin mm-hmm. or ABY after the Battle of Yavin, and everything's kind of relative to that. I think for simplicity, <laughs> maybe when we're going through these, we should just kind of say you know relative to the closest movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because <laughs> you know if we're talking like you know twenty to fourteen years yeah. BBY and then we're going thirty to thirty eight years ABY, I think it might get a bit a bit confusing for people. But just like examples, like Empire was three years after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Jedi's four. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens I think is thirty two. Thirty two after Yavin. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. say. Yeah. So yeah. something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So starting from Phantom Menace, you know mm-hmm. the first kind of chronologically i guess canon series that we have is the new obi-wan and anakin series yes so i guess that's right after phantom menace right yeah it's about uh anakin looks like he's about 14 15 so i guess what's anakin and and the first one 10 yeah so about five four years later yeah Yeah. so i haven't picked it up yeah probably got the first issue Mm -hmm. um i haven't heard much about it no it's been pretty quiet yeah it's not really an era that i've you know, I'd really focus on, but it's, mm-hmm. I guess it's a, a period that hasn't been many stories told in it. No. At least no. that I'm really aware of. And it's yeah. kind of cool that it's kind of in comic form. Yeah. Um, so Art's great in that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I kind of flipped through the page in there. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, the issues are probably dropping every couple, every three, four weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, might be a fun series to get into mm-hmm. and to see that early development of this kind of, if it's almost a father-son relationship yeah. or more of a brother relationship as as it kind of turned out to be at the end of exactly. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Might, be, might be kind of cool to check that out. Mm-hmm. And then I guess going through chronologically, right after that, we, there's not much there and then we have Attack of the Clones. Yes. Um, and then falling right on after that <laughs> oh boy. is the Clone Wars, Clone Wars. TV Holy, series. Which one do you want? The Clone Wars or Clone Wars? Gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> What is there, like 121 episodes? (laughs) You powered through them, didn't you? I powered through a good chunk of them. Um, Not in order, not until I went to Google and and saw the... The, the complete order you're meant to watch it in. So, um, yeah, I didn't realize that until you were talking about it. Yeah. There's some weird kind of order that you're supposed yeah, to watch Yeah, for in. some reason when Netflix got it, uh, they didn't release it in the proper order. So for all you guys out there, uh, when you do check it out, when you get the time, make sure you go you can go to Star Wars official website and they have the whole layout there for you. You can just Google it. Was and, it aired in the right order? Or is it kind of... I, I, the TV show was aired in the right order, okay. I believe. Um, after the movie they released, the, the Clone Wars movie. 
Okay. This yeah, was the yeah. animated short movie there. Uh, but yeah, Netflix for some reason, whatever happened, they never released it in the proper order. So. That's why I was a bit confused because I started watching it on Netflix and there's kind of the, the episodes seem all over the place. All over the place, place right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought yeah. it was just like, oh, maybe they're focusing on some characters here, some characters yeah, there. Yeah, switching around. Yeah. yeah. So that's a huge time commitment. <laughs> yeah. 121 episodes, six, six and a half seasons, I believe. The sixth season yeah. didn't really get fleshed out. Due to uh, Disney buying them out yeah. there. So. And so, yeah, they completely severed that, right? Mm-hmm. After Disney bought them, they just kind of abruptly ended that. And then they got kind yeah. of the, what is it, the lost uh, the lost episodes or the, the, I can't remember how they titled it. Yeah, they had some lost episodes. And then they still had uh, stories, for all you guys out there that know who Ventress is, uh, Sith Lord slash Bounty Hunter. Uh, they transferred her into a book as well. And then they give you that Darth Maul book that we were talking about before with, uh, okay, okay. with uh, Dark Horse. So. Is there like is there kind of could you go into it? Do you have to really watch it from I guess season one, or would you kind of is there like a good jumping on point where you know you don't really need this backstory? You can just kind of go from season three where it's really good, uh, or is there a better season than others? There's definitely better seasons than other. I think season three and four are pretty strong for you old Republic guys out there. They talk a lot about um, the Mandalorians which is pretty interesting. You get to see uh, Obi-Wan even has a love interest. So that's pretty interesting. But I guess the jump on point would be just season one. You can yeah. skip the, the cartoon movie, the anime yeah. movie. I heard it's not that it's great. It's not that good. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I think I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't that good. But uh, yeah, a good jump on point. Where I just go from season one, two, and three. You can go through the whole thing fairly quick. They're about 20 minutes. You just need to get episodes. your appendix out, eh? Yeah, you just need to go, go out there and drop that appendix. <laughs> oh, man. Buys you about two months. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three or four days on the couch, you know, the sympathy bedtime. Oh, yeah, get yourself some Jessica Jones, some yeah. Daredevil. Make it happen. Yeah, that's what you do. It's going to cut one of your organs out. <laughs> yeah. um, after the, the Cold War series, we got um, Kanan. It's yes, a comic series, Last Padawan. Last Padawan, oh yeah. yeah. So, I'm not super familiar with uh, Kanan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Rebels, right? He is in Rebels, grown up, yeah. Yeah, so this is the story of him pre, I guess, Revenge of the Sith, so pre-Order 66. Yeah, I can't really spoil anything. I, I myself haven't really read it much, but um, I believe it's just a little after Order 66 was ex- executed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, he's quite important in the Rebels series. Yes. So this is going back and, I guess, telling his you know, days as a Padawan and kind of growing up. Again, I haven't, this isn't a big area I focus mm-hmm. in on. I'm kind of, you know, original trilogy and really post um, original trilogy. For sure. I'm just going to probably pick them up on trade and the volumes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some of these will read better, I think, as trades. Exactly. Um, kind of getting the whole continuity of the story. And, and usually they'll do the, the, you know, the six issue arcs exactly. and stuff like that. And some of yeah. them even, uh, some even some of the recent ones are just five or six issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool to pick these up. Um, I think Kanan's an ongoing yeah. Um, or actually, no, I just spoke to my local guy, uh, Alpha Comics out there, and yeah. um, they're actually going to end it fairly soon. Okay. It is ending, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it mustn't be doing too, too great. Yeah, yeah. So. Couldn't tell you. There's a lot of uh, Kanan fans out there, though, I know, for the Rebel series. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's quite popular, I guess. Yeah. And he's, is he the one that's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've seen a bit of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been meaning to get into it, particularly the second season. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, watch the trailer for uh, the winter break premiere. Oh. oh, man. So, yeah, I guess we got Kanan kind of interspersed a bit with Re- Revenge of the Sith. So some before, some after. Yeah. Um, and then we have Revenge of the Sith film, you know, where we have Order 66 being executed. Oh, essentially yeah. Wiping out most of the Jedi. Yeah, younglings. Um, and then this era post-Revenge of the Sith is when we're starting to get really the bulk mm-hmm. of the new material. Yes. So the novels, some comics. 
the uh, Rebels TV series, right, right. video games as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So the first one kind of coming out of the gates is Lords of the Sith. Oh, wow. So What a book. Uh, this is a book that Troy gave me <laughs> yeah. for surviving my first year as a, as a father. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so I still haven't gotten into it. Yeah. But I know you've read it and you have yeah. nothing but good things to say. Nothing about. but good things. Um, Paul S. Kemp is the author of this book. And he, he just does a great job. He gives you the Vader we've all wanted in episode three. Just relentless. Just relentless, powerful. But you kind of feel for him in some parts too, right? So he's not just all bad. But yeah, it's it's a great book. Everybody should go out there and pick it up. This is this is this is a great great novel. Yeah. So just looking at the book right here, the cover here, we got Vader, got the Emperor, mm-hmm. and you know you can see some adats, and it looks like they're just mowing down. Oh some yeah, soldiers. Here. Oh so, yeah. So we got good fight scenes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, they without giving away anything, but the premise is they've crash landed on a planet Ryloth. So, which is cool because Ryloth is actually also in the Clone Wars there. So there are some tie-ins. They do a great job of tying things in there, even with Episode 3. But uh, it's basically Vader and uh, Palpatine to fend for themselves. So, um, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You said you, you listen to this in audiobook yes, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I went through it all through Audible. Yeah, and oh. it's, it's even better through Audible because cool. they give you the music. Regardless of what people think about the prequels, uh, John Williams, he, he does a great score. And so there's some of that music in here as well. And, you know, I've said it before, and I think you're, you're on the same page as me here. I'm not a hater of the prequel yeah, at all. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely not. You know, there's some, there's some issues and stuff like that, but, you know, you can compress some of this. But getting Vader's story out there, oh, yeah. and, you know, Revenge of the Sith of the three is my favorite. Absolutely, yeah, you know, I agree. We're starting to see the real development of, of Vader. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing in these books now that we're kind of getting even more fleshing out of the character. Yes. I'd be curious, I don't know if they're going to go back and revisit this era in kind of film. Yeah, I think the closest we're going to get from here on in is uh, Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. Uh, that's probably about as close. That's, that's the last shot we'll get of, of Darth Vader on the big screen, I'd say. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Yeah. I just, I, I really hope that they go back and maybe revisit some of this. Because, yeah. you know, you could really adapt something like this. Yeah. And you don't have to have, you know, your your other big characters. You know, you don't have to talk about Obi-Wan nope. or Yoda or anything like that. Nope. They're, they're gone. They're, they're gone, in yeah. exile or whatever. Yeah. You can just focus on Darth Vader. Yeah. You can bring in a young Tarkin. Oh, yeah. You can bring in, you know, some of the characters that you see kind of in the late stages or the early stages of um, A New Hope kind of sitting around kind of that more like very Nazi-esque yeah, sort yeah, of looking officers yeah. and that. <laughs> you could. You yeah. could. So it'd be cool to kind of explore that area yeah. and like having Vader just as your pull and, exp- and kind of exploring his, you know, maybe his pain and suffering similar to what we saw in the force awakens yeah. with you know is he being pulled a little bit towards the light mm-hmm. or is he just pure evil oh, all in here it's all in here yeah uh-huh. everything you just said it's all in, <laughs> it's all in this oh. book <laughs> okay i gotta get into this so that's that's next up on the audio yeah. list um, awesome i just got through one of the books we'll talk about in a few minutes great. here um the aftermath so great and again filling out this you know like i was saying we're getting a lot of of novelization of star wars in mm-hmm. this era so we get like I, I just mentioned Tarkin, so we get a, a novel focusing on Tarkin a bit, mm-hmm. um, and he's you know in A New Hope, he's yes. kind of what seems to be Grand Moff Tarkin, so he's one of the big leaders. Huge. Um, yeah. He seems you know Leia refers to him as pulling Vader's leash. Right. So he's quite high up there. He's, high up. he's even in the Clone Wars too, actually. Yeah. There's oh, a is little he? bit of him. Yeah, he's oh, a little right bit in on. there too. Yeah. And then we have novel uh, New Dawn. Yes. So I guess this is a prequel novel to Rebels. Yes. A bit. Yeah. Yes, because uh, Hera. Yep. Right. She's in there as well as Kanan. And sorry to bring it back, but Hera's dad is also in. He's he's actually the main uh, protagonist 
in, oh, okay, in, cool. in uh, Lords of the Sith. Oh, so we've got some nice ties already Lots between of ties. these books. Yeah. 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 So it's nice to see that they're weaving kind of this constant thread of continuity through this already. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it kind of makes me worry because it's like, oh crap, i got to get out here and read a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, to know what's going on with, before you get into Rebels, right? And the, the crazy thing, too, about the Audible stuff is it's like... 17 or 18 hours of, oh, yeah. of committed time it's, and it's, yeah you know it's, sometimes it's hard to find you know just that so i listen to the audible stuff now when i'm in the gym yeah driving to work yep. on the train stuff yep. like that i try so, and find anything i can do yeah. to listen to it sometimes right? i'll just find an excuse to go driving so I, <laughs> you know, uh, where are you going i don't know just driving so that i can listen to these things sometimes exactly. and catch up because it's hard because it is and you know, like we're saying, with all this stuff coming out, yeah. it's it's so difficult to keep up with it. It all. really is. I've picked a certain era, which is like I said a couple of times here, is, mm. is post Return of the Jedi, right? And yeah, I know you really love this era too. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool, but you, you talk to other people about it, and they get you all jacked up. It's kind of <laughs> like, well, now I got to expand. This yeah. is this is my my constant constant peril when it comes to you know anything Marvel, Star Wars. I'm like, okay. I'm focusing on one thing here, yep. and then someone says, "You gotta check this out." Or have you seen these action figures? Have you seen this? Book? Oh yeah, have you seen this? Try it the Elite series. Try it the, <laughs> yeah. the three three quarter inch series, which I told myself I'm not, not doing anymore. I'm not doing anymore. <laughs> and I'm looking at the shelf right now, and I got every single everything on there. Oh yeah, figure. Oh yeah, holy smokes! You put on your Instagram page. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, so I'm gonna jump, you know, directly into this now. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking looking at a good Vader story, and if you recommend this, is a great Vader it, story. It is, yeah. yeah. It's 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 reg number one there, guys, on my list. It's it's number one, absolutely. Right on, right yeah. on. And I got another novel called Lost Stars, which, to be honest with you, I didn't really look as to what it was, but it's yeah. out there. Yeah, Lost Stars. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great one. That's what I'm reading right now. Oh, are it's, you? Okay. It's, it's it's big. It's uh, 35 chapters. Cool. Yeah, so that's it's it's pretty hefty. Um, that's Claudia Gray. She's yeah. uh, the writer for this one. She's great. She's also doing um, Bloodlines next. Mm. I think that comes out February. I yeah. could be wrong, but I think it comes Something out sometime like that, yeah. there. Yeah, so again, Claudia Gray, she does uh, Lost Stars, which is a great, great book so far. It's long, a lot of time to invest in. But again, great read. I'd, I'd rank that number two right on. on my list so far. So. Right on. Yeah. And so following that, I guess it's not really exactly known, but you know, chronologically, I guess the Young Hong solo film is going to fit in here somewhere. Between um, kind of Rogue Lost One Stars and, and or yeah, yeah, kind of this era that we're talking about, yeah, and Rogue One, yeah, I guess pre Rebel series as well, right, uh, right. Because I, I guess with Lost Stars, sorry, it um, it expands throughout the whole universe, so it goes from beginning of the Galactic Empire, okay, so the rise of it, and it's gone through um, episodes four and five and six, so okay. it expands throughout the whole story, wow. okay, basically, without giving anything away, but okay, that's yeah. good to know. So it kind of interfigures chronologically through a lot of this exactly stuff. okay yeah okay so cool, more cool. tie-ins <laughs> <laughs> great now I have to look at that one. <laughs> um and then we got battlefront twilight company another right. novel and i guess because there's the video game battlefront mm-hmm. 2 is right have you played it I haven't played it i've seen it looks great but <laughs> i need story and there's i guess it's uh, there's no campaign i guess it's all multiplayer so, okay, okay so I'll, so I'll sit back and read the book for this one yeah because yeah, i guess yeah if there's no story in it there's no tie so yeah. I, at some point in there there's I don't know if it's like an add-on to the video game or whatever, but it's, I guess, like a, talking about the Battle of Jakku. That's right. Way. So I guess uh, the book uh, explains the Battle of Jakku and why we see uh, the AT-ATs. Yeah. I believe why we and see then it's the Star Destroyer and the Sand X. That's right. So when did that battle happen? Is that like pre- Rogue One, or is that... I always thought this was, like, the last battle of, of the Galactic Empire, like, even poster to the That's what I thought as well. Okay, That's so maybe it jumps so, around a bit. Yeah, it might jump around a little bit, because I'm a little confused, because I do... 
Well, I, I won't go there, but with because I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, I'm not too sure exactly where that fits in in the timeline. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I uh, assume that Jakku was kind of the last breath of the Empire, and that was the last big battle. Exactly, but maybe not. I don't know. Exactly, yeah. The next up, we got Rebels. Oh yeah, uh, the TV series. So again, I watched the, the the was it Spawn of the Rebellion or Don't? What is it? I can't remember. Kind of that the first basically two episodes. They oh, they combined this together. Was it like season a, one or season? Yeah, two? season one. Okay, yeah, yeah. they combined it into yeah. kind of like a little movie. And so I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the characters. It's kind of cool. They mm-hmm. taken some of the um, uh, the Macquarie art. Yes, um, for some of the characters and kind of and weave that in. That's which right. Is pretty you brought cool. that to my attention. That's really yeah. cool. So yeah. some of that old like kind of original Macquarie art that was done, you know, pre-production of Star yes. Wars. So sometime in the seventies, and this right. was really was brought and kind of got Fox on board right. for some of this kind of this big expansive universe. That's right. And so they've used some. I can't remember what's the the Beast guys. Uh, is it Drax? Not Drax. Uh... It's Drax to destroy. Yeah, that's another great Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, movie. <the> <laughs> I don't know why I forgot. Is it Zeb? Zeb? Zeb, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and this is where we're getting Kanan. Mm-hmm. Thin lightsabers. They yeah. brought those back. Yeah. So, I'm getting the Inquisitors yeah. in there. And from the what I'm seeing from, I've only seen the trailers, mm-hmm. is we're going to get a look at Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's season two. So, um, yeah, he, he appears in there. And uh, there's some other characters. Uh, for all you guys that saw that trailer coming up for the season premiere or winter premiere, whatever you want to call it, um, there's another big, big character that pops within the trailer. But. Go out there and watch it. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. That's one thing that you always got. It's hard with this stuff because you never know how far to go when you're talking about this. Exactly. Like, you want to give people just a little taste yeah. and you know some insight towards it. But the, the best part of some of this stuff is it's seeing it for the first time. It is. It you is. know, and experiencing it. Exactly. Like, oh my god! Yeah. There's Vader. There's yes. the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And know. again, Vader. It's Vader done well. They execute him. He's he's great in this. So awesome. So, you yeah. know, that gives me a ton of hope for this. You know. Hearing you talk about how well Vader's done, how they're kind of elaborating on a story yeah. and, you know, and really bringing in that Vader that we all wanted. Yes, you exactly. Know, it's like they really, sometimes I wish that they brought Vader in, in like episode two or something like that. And we got to exactly. experience a whole movie of exactly. him like kind of struggling and just, you know, yeah. you know, just being this, just the menacing villain that he is. And yeah. kind of you see him in a new hope well, a bit and that. That's just, I think you and I agreed too and we said with the whole prequels, um, I don't want to go on a prequel ramp, but if we just started Phantom Menace with, with a young Anakin, yeah. teenage, not not an eight-year-old boy, and then episode two, you know, he's he's a young adult, and then episode three, we have a full-out Vader. Yeah. I think I think that would have been a win-win. So. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that would have, yeah. I think, developed the character a bit more as what people kind of were hoping for. You know, I don't hate what we got, but mm-hmm. you know, it would have been nicer to see some of this Vader stuff flesh out. But it's good to hear that they're they're spending a lot of time in this era. Yeah, they really are. They yeah. really are now. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, I have to give credit. It's uh, Dave Filoni, I believe. He does. Um, he did Clone Wars, so he was the major producer on Clone Wars, and he also does Rebels. So he he's really good at bridging the gap for yeah. everything. And, and and Simon Kimberg as well, who's. You know, he does X Men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, he's on board with Rebels. So it's a great team. Really great team. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Following that, we got Rogue One. Yes. So, you know, we haven't seen much from this movie. Last week, when Sanjay and I did our most anticipated 2016, I had it at number two. Yeah. Just behind Civil War. Mm-hmm. Where are you putting this for your 2016? You as know far what? As it's, it, if you ask me tomorrow, it might be number one. And if you ask me today, it's it's, it's number two. It's it just it keeps going back and forth. Yeah. I have um I, I have Batman v Superman as my nice. number one. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited for that. We've, we've all we all wanted this. We've all yeah. been wanting to see Batman v Superman. All you guys out there that had the the action figures, I'm sure you you made them fight a couple <laughs> times. So. 
really looking forward to that. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. What do you think of the? Have you been watching the TV spots they're dropping for Batman vs Superman? Yes, I saw the most recent one when uh, we get to see why he drops that line. You know, do you bleed? Yeah, and I, I liked it. it. It definitely redeems itself from that uh, trailer too yeah. with Ooh. with Doomsday, which Ooh. was just. Not my cup of tea, we'll say. No, (laughs) we've talked about it before. I've erred on the side that they showed way too much. They showed way too much. They showed way too much. And I think they could have gave the audience a little more credit. Like, we all knew Batman and Superman are going to shake hands eventually and team up. Yeah, exactly. We didn't need to see the villain. No. No. But at the same time, you know, that voice modulator he's on. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm glad they fixed that from from other incarnations of, of kind of... The deep, the you know, deep, voice uh, and that. yeah, the Bale voice, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, I've, I, when I heard the news that um, Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, I was totally on board. I've, I, I love it. I love the casting. Yeah. You know, he's. I think Ben Affleck's about a good six two, six three. He's yeah. a brooding Batman. I think the guy even has a Batcave in his house. If you look it up, really? he actually built it. He's <gasps> a big Batman fan, so um, he's going to do the character justice. I well, I guess that's why he took the Daredevil role too, because right? he thought he was never going to get to play Batman. Exactly. And Here we like, are. Look at this. Yeah. He <laughs> he's had one hell of a career. Right? Yeah. It's like you know these big ebbs and flows. Like he's like he's on every in everyone's good books, and then he made a couple really oh, yeah. crappy movies, and, <laughs> and now he's like this awesome director. Director, yeah, respect. Now he's Batman, probably forever now. Forever, yeah, yeah. And you know his solo series. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's uh, good times. Definitely. Yeah. I wish there was a really good segue to bring back to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going back man. to Star Wars. Ben Affleck just then. Uh, he's cast to be Luke Skywalker in the yeah. next Star Wars yeah. film. Young Han Solo. They're gonna just <laughs> yeah. de-age him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Rogue One, mm-hmm. sitting up there for both of us is yeah. kind of most anticipated. Definitely. Like I said before, it's going to be fun to see what they do in a different kind of era without, you know, Skywalkers exactly. or Solos. There, there's, no, there's no Jedi, at least, no. kind of, at this point. Um, it's just going to be ruled by uh, Palpatine and Vader. It'll be interesting to see who they have play Palpatine or, or how they'll go. Yeah, do you think that they might go cloaky? Yeah. And, you know, just have him like they did have him in... Kind of the original cut of Empire and that, where you don't see his right. face, yeah, it's really. Shadow, you can see his eyes, I guess, a bit. But So maybe they'll go that route. Right. And Vader's pretty easy. I wonder if um, Hayden Christensen... Hayden Christensen, yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see, because you know, they could do scenes where they pop off his helmet. Yeah, I think they, I think they should. I mean, uh, it would be interesting to see, especially with the director they have doing this. I think he could get some good lines out of uh, Hayden this time around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> well, they, someone that just... To, if they had someone that could maybe direct... The actors a bit more Cause, exactly. You know, JJ Abrams showed that you can get a lot of good stuff, even with some you know hammy lines that you're yeah, getting. Exactly. You know, he got a lot of great stuff out of Harrison Ford exactly. and Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, because that's a good point. JJ is a he's a he's an actor's director, right? Yeah, he, he brings up the lines out. Whereas George, um, George is kind of just like you know, just play with it. Here's your lines and just do what yeah. you want. But he's not really guiding them, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of JJ, I totally forgot about that. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh yeah, oh yeah! What a trailer! Was it a teaser? Was it a trailer? I don't know. We got John Goodman in a bunker. Yeah, yeah. And, it's yeah. Lost. It's it's the sequel to Lost. For all yeah. you guys that watched Lost, <laughs> oh my god! You know I didn't music? even think of that. Yeah, the, the bunker, hatch, the music. Right? I was just like, Lost. This is awesome. Oh man, <laughs> this is so, awesome. Somehow, I guess, I don't know who directed it, but he, I guess he produced it. Yeah. And they somehow did it, and then snuck out a trailer. Yeah. Did <laughs> yeah. anyone know it? Exactly. So I guess. It, I guess it's alluding to that sitting in some sort of similar universe to the original Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to be one of these found, found footage, footage yeah. kind of uh, movies. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what they do because they kind of give you an idea that 
I don't know if it's a virus or is it monsters right, or what's right. going on outside, but it's kind of a good little teaser trailer. It is. I, I can't remember where I heard it from. You told me about the trailer in the first place, so I was stoked, but I can't remember where I heard it. Um, the monster or whatever the character is in this is like a sister or related somehow to the original Cloverfield. Okay. So I'm not too sure what it looks like or what's going on, why we're living underground, because I'm, I'm taking it underground now. So, um, yeah, because like, I remember when the first trailer hit for Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. And it was the, the Statue of Liberty's head that got chucked down yes. in the middle of, uh, of New Times York. Square there, Times yeah. Square, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. Actually, I enjoyed that movie. It I liked was, it. The whole found footage thing I like. Yeah, it, um, but yeah, that actually worked. I'd say Chronicle and Cloverfield, oh. the found footage worked. Chronicle is unreal. Chronicle is great. Because right, yeah. I, I mentioned before, but I went back and rewatched that after I watched Fantastic Four on two separate plane rides. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it twice. Josh Trank yeah. and screenwriter Max Landis. Uh, off topic here, but Max Landis is writing the current American Alien comic book. It's a short series, but it's on Superman, and he's he's writing it. So for all you Max Landis fans out there, it's, it's a great, great series. But um, sorry, taking it back to, to Cloverfield there. Awesome. Yeah, it's looking good. So. It's looking good. J.J. Abrams, man. He continues, continues to pump mm-hmm. out material that keeps us guessing. Keeps, keeps us guessing. <laughs> and I guess having a little movie like Star Wars kind of kind of hid yeah. Cloverfield over here for us. This yeah. little movie. Yeah, everyone thought he's working on this forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, it just popped out this, you know, two months after yeah. <laughs> Force Awakens is out. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't even looked. Is Has Force Awakens, is it creeping up on 900 million? Um, uh, you know, that's a good question. I haven't looked. I know... Um, Box office hits right now, right along two did beat. Oh, okay, beat it did. Okay, last so, weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it so finally right took along, it out over a weekend. It did. It finally finally took it out. It had a great run. Like, that's yeah, all, I guess, that's you awesome. know, 850 million plus is all <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Domestically. <laughs> yeah, small change. Yeah, so, um, okay, so uh, that was a massive tangent, but. <laughs> Anyways, so then we get into A New Hope, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah love it's this, great. Love this to death. And then we kind of move into an era where we're getting the bulk of the current Marvel comics. Yes. Um, so this is kind of the era they're focusing on in between A New Hope and Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the main Star Wars series. Yep. Darth Vader series. Yes. Both, you know, I called them tandem books and I gave them kind of my favorite books of yeah. 2015. They're great. Oh, man. Just they're unreal. Great. And yeah. we just finished Vader Death. Oh, Just <laughs> oh. finished it about half hour before I got here. Yeah. Loved it. So good. Yeah. It's, you know, this beautifully done yeah six issue crossover series so there's kind of just you get one main vader down book yes and then it's five crossovers yeah, crossovers and so that's spinning, how it should be yeah we're yeah. spinning in and out of books i'm already getting so yeah. that's great so it's mm-hmm. spinning in and out of the star wars and vader books going mm-hmm. back and forth each issue telling the same story as it threads through yeah and yeah just fantastic the art is awesome oh the art yeah oh love it love it i can't and remember the, the artist is the writer aaron jason aaron jason aaron yeah yeah, yeah, and, it's great. Oh, the, it's basically so the, quickly the premise of it. I won't give away the whole mm-hmm. thing. As we're going through the Star Wars, and particularly the Vader book, Vader is basically found out that who the pilot was that shot down the original Death Star. He finds yes. out that he's a Skywalker, and he's taken a lot of crap from the Empire, and he's basically been demoted yeah. in the Vader series mm-hmm. for basically allowing the Death Star to be destroyed. Yeah, and so he's kind of been demoted. And he's kind of been relegated to answering to Taggett, I think his name is. He's one of the guys that was sitting on the original Death Star in A New Hope. Right. Um, and he got off, I guess, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yes, yes. He's alive and it's canon. <laughs> um, so Vader's kind of answering to him. Mm-hmm. There's kind of these other cloned, yeah, kind of weird cyborg Jedi's. Yeah, and all that. Yep. 
And so that's Robach implants. So yeah, just, just, just to be clear there. <laughs> um, droid implants. Yeah, droid implants <laughs> sounds right. And so they're all kind of competing to essentially figure out, find the pilot that basically destroyed the Death Star. But Vader's essentially spun out, and he's kind of taken upon himself to have these secret missions. Yes, and he's got. You know, Doctor Afra. Yes, and then uh, like evil C three. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. And yeah. there's the yeah the, the evil <laughs> astromech droid and the evil evil protocol droid. Yeah, and they're teamed up, and these are and they're like merciless torturers. Yes, <laughs> they love what yeah. they do. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's kind of a really neat spin. We go from you know R two D two and C three PO, and then we have kind of like their double evil gang. It's Absolutely, like, <laughs> it's great. And then there's like an evil Wookie in there, yes, bounty hunter Wookie. Yes, yes, yeah. And essentially what's going on is Vader finally finds out where Luke is. And Luke's kind of gone off looking for some old Jedi artifacts or temple or yes. whatever. And Vader flies into this planet and where he thinks Luke is alone. Mm-hmm. And he's met with like this big fleet um, or big company of X-Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, X-Fighters. <laughs> X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and the, that's kind of like your opening of Vader down. And it is. Awesome. Yeah. He and you know the, the whole scene is great. I won't spoil it because it's right. a lot of fun to to watch. To watch but yeah. essentially, what ends up happening, Vader ends up stranded on this rebel-held world, mm-hmm. and it's basically the rebels trying to capture Vader, like mm-hmm. an entire company of of rebels trying to capture him, and they yeah. just and Vader's just going to town. Oh yeah, so powerful. And you know we won't spoil it, but the last shot is great. Oh yeah, it's it's classic Star Wars. Eh? Yeah, just, oh, just yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and you know we get all the original trilogy characters in there. Yeah, you know, you've got Han, Leia, Chewie, Luke, all of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, like I said before, highly recommend this series. Definitely, you need to read the Star Wars Invader. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to get yeah to get yeah. to get that whole feel for and to to understand what's going on in Vader down yeah but again it's oh man looks great and I'm and I'm looking forward um, not really spoiling anything but looking forward to the next issues coming out yeah at the end of you know the, Fallout yeah yeah oh that's, that's great yeah so it's really good stuff mm-hmm. and there's also kind of there's a Chewy series the Chewy series I've heard mixed actually yeah, not even mixed I, I've heard kind of negative yeah. things about I, it I've got yeah. the first issue yeah you know it's one of those things it's, they, they've tried this too with um, they did it they're doing Leia, a group, right? well with a character that doesn't speak oh okay. so basically you've always got to have someone interpreting for you so yes. they, they, they tried to do this with a group series yes. as well at Marvel, so you always kind of have you gotta have someone interpreting basically what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a bit clunky yeah. the writing because because you don't have that that same freedom with the actual character itself to kind of be out on his own and having you know I don't know if they do inner monologue stuff and they just try to translate to English or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you kind of always have to have this character with someone else. That's right. Um, so you don't get any kind of real true solo series. Right. I may be completely wrong. I've only read like one or two issues. Yeah, <laughs> so it could get better. I don't yeah. know. You know, and then we have the Lando series as well. That's right. I heard it's better. I heard it's... it's yeah, it's yeah, all right. I've yeah. read the first couple of issues. Now, it's set before Empire. Um, okay. So, it's kind of giving you a, a prelude story um, and some origin stuff of Lando. Cool. Not a great... Again, I've only read an issue or two. Mm-hmm. Kind of held back on these a bit as I've been focusing on Vader Down and right. some other stuff, Secret yeah. Wars. So, but again, you know, it's really great to see them focusing on kind of some of these characters. Like, Lando, there's not a lot of material on, there's right? Not, no. um, and we get a bit of Chewie in... Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. But again, not a lot in his backstory. That's at least canon now. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's nice to see them exploring some of these characters. That's right. And then we get into Empire Strikes Back. Yes. 
Yes. My favorite Star Wars film. Yeah, it's my favorite in the original, yeah. for sure. I loved Love Empire. It's, it's dark. I'm, I'm a sucker for not necessarily just dark movies, but, you know, that kind of tone works for me. Yeah, It's I definitely agree. the darkest in the bunch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's something completely different. Yeah. Um, it's something that people have been trying to replicate for years and for years. years. Yeah. And not doing it always successfully. Exactly. And so that just tells you, you know, it's... You know, the best form of uh, of telling you that you've done something right is having people try to copy you. Exactly. And so this is kind of my gold standard for uh, for Star Wars. Yeah, movies. it's it's great. Best 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 plot twist ever. Yeah. Like spoilers. <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna say it, but the everyone, movie's like everyone, thirty yeah. years yeah. plus. Right. I mean, everyone. Every, even if you've never seen a Star Wars movie, you know the iconic you know, lines, right? You know. You know. Yeah. It's no, I am your father. You know, it's it's it's. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is great. And, um, you know, the lightsaber battles in there, like, they stepped it up so much yeah. more as opposed to the first time we've ever seen it, right? Um, yeah. Nothing compared to the, the prequel stuff. Like, yeah. some of that's insane. Yeah, Those yeah, lightsaber yeah. battles. Mustafar and um, Battle of the Fates with, yeah. with oh. Obi-Wan and so good. Darth Maul. Yeah, it's, so it's, good. it's incredible. But, yeah, for sure, Empire, what a great movie. Yeah. yeah. And then there's nothing, at least for now, that, I, that I'm aware of novels or comics and that that fits in between empire and return of the jedi yeah no there really isn't because um well yeah because obviously because they canceled out uh, the legend stuff because i do know they had that um that series shadows of the empire oh yeah, with, yeah, yeah but obviously yeah that's that's wiped out so um without that there yeah we, we got nothing yeah. right and then we follow up in return of the jedi and yeah. like i was saying you know this 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 really kicks off the era you know, mm-hmm. post Return of the Jedi, so the death of Vader, yeah. death of Palpatine. You know, the real dismantling of kind of the core of the Empire yep. in Return of the Jedi, and you know, going on from that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like I said, this is the era that I'm focusing on. So oh, this yeah. is the you know what they're calling to some degree kind of the journey to the Force Awakens stuff, yep. or at least some of it, some of this early stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had the the shattered Empire, yeah, four issues sitting right there. Awesome. This is kind of the first thing during The Force Awakens. It was marketed as somewhat of a prelude mm-hmm. to The Force Awakens. And I think they had a bit... There, it looks like they're not allowed to touch some of the, the characters, right? Yeah. Because this really focuses on one of The Force Awakens characters, Poe's, mm-hmm. his parents' origin story. Exactly. Spinning yeah. right out of the Battle of Endor, essentially. Yeah. His mom fought in the Battle of Endor. Yeah. And his dad is kind of this commando that kind of runs around with Han exactly. and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool seeing kind of the origins of the parents of, you know, one of one of my new favorite characters yeah. Oh, yeah. in The Definitely. Force Awakens. So Definitely. These things are awesome. Um, yeah. They're a great way to get into. Yeah. And... So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I actually want to talk about this. You've read these, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna say spoilers here for the end of this series, and really for Poe. Yeah. So the last issue has Poe's mom go on a mission with Luke. So I guess at the in Revenge of the Sith or kind of in that era, Palpatine took over the old Jedi Temple. Yes. And made that new the new Emperor's Palace. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was a tree or something. Yeah. In the Jedi, uh, the old Jedi Temple, and that. I guess it was severed and cut off, and there's only two pieces of it left. Mm-hmm. Luke's other is one, but I guess they go, and Luke essentially wants to steal this back and take right. it back. And they go in, and there's two of these trees. And I guess these trees are, like, embedded with the force exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so I guess they go in. There's a big battle and all that, and they eventually end up getting them back. And then what we see at the end of it is Luke says, you know, I only need one. Yeah. And he gives to Poe's parents yeah. the other one. Mm-hmm. And they settle on one of the Yavin planets. Yeah. And uh, the the last scene is essentially them, you know, all happy that they've, you know, settled down, the two parents. And then you see 
the the tree from the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. just outside of their trailer. Yeah. So the question I got for you, uh-huh. do you think Poe uh-huh. is Force-sensitive? It's Force-sensitive, yeah. I thought about it, and the more I think about it, I, the more I think about it, I don't think he is. It yeah. would be cool. It would be really interesting, but I think they're going to make Poe just this incredible human pilot. Yeah. This Han Solo that can fly anything, and um, I think they're going to keep him... I don't want to say grounded because it's the Star Wars universe, but um, I think they're going to keep him. I don't think he is going to be force sensitive, but there must be some significance to. Yeah, there's something there. Like, I guess tree. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I guess you're kind of born with the force. You're born with the force, and especially you'd have to think with his age because he definitely, he definitely is a little bit older yeah. than some of the other characters in in the movie uh, Force Awakens. So you would have to think him being around Leia and all that stuff that he would. Yeah, they would have figured it out exactly, especially. Luke must have encountered yeah. him a couple of times. He yeah, would have exactly. Had to, it, it'd be know. interesting. The only thing that ever sparked my interest in, in kind of going down that path is yeah. he's just, I don't, and you know, it is the Star Wars universe and stuff like that, but yeah. some of his shots that he was making, I, oh, yeah. you know, when they're by, battling at uh, Maze Katana's castle over yes. there, kind of that first battle, the, and you know, he was like picking off stormtroopers oh, on yeah. the other side of Han and Chewie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, is there a little bit of force directing some of those blaster bullets? Yeah. Or yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so. he's he's definitely a hell of a pilot, right? So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Me, I'm, I'm still kind of having my my money a little bit on Finn if he's force sensitive or not because he seems pretty lucky. Yeah. He got away with a lot of stuff in that movie. Yeah, so. he's another one of my. Oh, I love all. I love them all. Yeah. What, what a great cast! But yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they went that route. Yeah, if he did, if he was force sensitive. There's something there, though. Yeah. There's, there's something there. Definitely It'd be interesting to see if it ever gets explored. It might just be one of these quick drop lines somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up here, and there's there's always this force tree, and so I kind of know what's going on. Exactly. And it'd be cool. It just even for kind of the fans that like kind of some of the, the extended universe, I guess, I don't know if that term is, is right anymore, but the stuff outside of the movies, right. it'd be cool, cool drop for us. No, it definitely um, would Just be. picking up. You see a lot of that in the Marvel movies and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah. well, it turns out the trees actually grew just crossing over. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then following on from the Shadow Empire, the next thing chronologically we got is uh, the novel that was released on Force Friday. Yes. Um, so Force Friday for Toronto was quite an experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we went out to the Toys R Us in Calgary. Oh, here. yeah. We got there, what, at 8 o'clock? Yep. Yeah. Set up front. Got the for, chairs. Yeah, we, got, we actually, we showed up, and stupidly enough, you know, we just both of us showed up. No like, I don't even try a jacket. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and so we just kind of showed up, and we're yeah. like, oh, I guess we probably should have brought something for four hours. So it's like, I don't know, like tw- or, um, Canadian Tires on the street. Yeah. So like, I booked it down. I like, grabbed a pack of water. I grabbed some lawn chairs. <laughs> And then we sat, and it was great. It's a great time. Like we, there's a couple guys in front of us, a couple yeah. guys behind us, and we just shot the sh- shot the shit about yeah. Star yeah. Wars for hours, hours. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It's great. And you know, it was and it was one of those things. And <laughs> the whole experience of like they open the doors, everyone's kind of oh, like, yeah. you know, nice and politely Canadian, all yeah. like yeah. kind of <laughs> like speed walking, and yeah. then you get to this aisle that's like a foot and a half wide. Oh it's yeah, kind of, everyone's ducking turns in. into Black Friday <laughs> in the states. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty mental. But we ended yeah. up walking out with, um, and I'm looking at them right over there, oh, yeah. the Kylo Ren and the First Order Stormtrooper. Yeah. And awesome. I've yet to see a First Order Stormtrooper in the Black Series again. Yeah, I so, haven't seen it. I'm kicking myself for not doing it because I, I did Finn and Kylo. Yeah. And I see Finn everywhere. Yeah, I Finn is a pain. Everywhere. Yeah. But to be fair, you know, he's a yeah. popular character. But to be yeah. fair, I think he's like case packed. Yeah. Uh, he's in wave one, two, eight. And three, I think. Oh, okay. so that's, that's why I've why... seen so many of them. Wow, I think, and okay. I think he's double packed in 
wave one as well. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that explains so a lot. You're seeing, he's at least in the first two waves. I'm yeah. not sure about the third. That explains a lot. Um, then, yeah. But I'm having a heck of a time finding wave two here yeah. in Canada. All I've got is Constable Zuvio and Poe Dameron. Yeah. All I got is Poe. Yeah. Out of that one. Yeah. And, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, speaking of Constable Zuvio, <laughs> what, dude, he's not in the movie. No. Like I have a three and three quarter inch action figure yeah. of him. I have a six inch action figure of him. Yeah. I'm sure at some point I'm going to buy a Funko Pop of Yeah. <laughs> Just a matter of time. So, but he's not in the movie. I've no. tried Googling it and I think other people have the same question. Yeah. You know, where is Constable yeah. Zuvio? I'm assuming he's supposed to be on Jakku. Yeah. You'd right. think so. So, Unless no he's like a concept art book somewhere. <laughs> well, there's, there's set photos of him. Right. And so I don't know if it's cut. So maybe a Blu-ray will get some cutscenes or something. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. Well done. Yeah. Zuvio. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Aftermath. Um, that was the first novel coming out. So that came out Force Friday. Yeah. And this is the first novel that I listened to on, on uh, Audible, the audio. And what an experience. Like you're saying with Lords of the Sith. Yeah. The, the, you know, the different character voices, mm-hmm. the sound effects. Oh, yeah. All that. Like, this is a fantastic listen. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that kind of shocked me about this book was that I thought it was really going to focus on uh, the original trilogy past. Because this is, again, this kind of is right after the Battle of Endor. So, essentially, you have the Empire reeling. Mm-hmm. And what there is is, like, there's uh, this planet Akiva. There's, like, essentially this emergency summit of, I guess some of the remnants of the empire some of the the main admirals mm-hmm. and one of the moths and oh, cool. uh, you know come some of the other generals and that some of them that are controlling the navy fleets and that mm-hmm. and so they're all meeting so you know one of them has a superstar destroyer and and all that and so they all kind of have these hidden fleets uh, tucked away in their meeting to decide essentially what happens who takes who goes in charge is it a council Do okay. we elect another emperor sort of thing yeah and so that's kind of what it's about based around kind of this secret summit and you get this is really isn't spoiling much, but mm-hmm. spoilers if you don't want to hear um, anything about the book. Yeah. Um, and you get uh, Wedge, who's doing some reconnaissance. Wedge Antilles from the original trilogy mm-hmm. doing some reconnaissance around the outer rim, and he stumbles upon this blockade, and he ends up getting captured. Oh. And then you get introduced kind of to this new uh, kind of I guess say kind of misfit group that eventually kind of ends up teaming up to kind of go at the the this this summit and save wedge and notify the the republic or the new republic right. that this summit's occurring and this uh, you know some very high level former emperor or empire or i guess kind of the the new old empire uh figures in there okay um so it's really cool and the difficult part was i was expecting a, another thrawn trilogy right, right? right i was like oh my god you know we're gonna get this but it's it's very different yeah um it focuses you know you get these really cool interludes actually which I think are meant to, t- to give you an idea of what's happening throughout the universe on the different planets. You know, so we see Kashyyyk, what's happening on the Wookiee planet. Cool. Kind of liberation of Kashyyyk. Get some insight what's going on in Tatooine with the, the power void that, with the death of Jabba. Right. Um, some stuff with in, on Bespin. And these are only like on the, on the audiobook. These are only like five-minute interludes. So it's okay. kind of just giving you a little bit of insight into all the different places mm-hmm. in the galaxy as, as far as what's going on after the fall of the Empire. Well, how so, they've all been affected. Yeah, okay, and kind of see these these big kind of uh, vacuums created, uh, power vacuums created because of the death of so many major villains in the universe. Oh yeah, so it's really cool. That's and neat. you know comparatively, the Thrawn trilogy is <laughs> is on another level. <laughs> but again, we're just maybe seeing a small corner uh, right. of of the former the Remnant Empire, and you know maybe 
in the future book. So this, I guess, is meant to be a trilogy of books. Right, right. And we're going to get the subsequent novels out in 2016 and 2017. Oh, so uh, the annual then, eh? Yeah. Okay, So yeah. it's going to be pretty cool. I think the next one comes out in July. Okay. And then there's no real announced date, but there's 2017 when we get kind of the final. So there's awesome. Aftermath Life Debt and Aftermath Empire's End. So is there a central character they follow or is it like a group of ragtags they kind of follow throughout? Um, there's kind of this uh, former rebel, rebel that they're following, her son... Uh, there's a bounty hunter, an old imperial officer that's kind of basically declared himself not part of the empire anymore. Oh, okay. And so they, this group, I'm not sure if this group's going to actually, you're going to see them follow them through the whole series or not, mm-hmm. but I won't give away any of the ending or stuff right. like that. But it'd be interesting. So I really grew attached to some of these characters. Yeah. And I feel like the the audiobook did a lot more justice than I could have done in my head. Yeah. Especially with all the different characters. Some of the names are difficult to pronounce, planet names. And so I find that the audios are great for that. They are, they are, because Star Wars is full of crazy names. Yeah, stuff you cannot see or (laughs) cannot say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then following on for that, so we're getting towards the end here of of what we're getting as far as novels and comics, but there's going to be a one-shot C-3PO. Yes. Going to describe how he got his red arm in The Force Mm -hmm. Awakens. So that's coming out in February, end of February. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. Just a one shot. Just a one shot. It's nice. You don't get those often, one shots. It's kind of nice to just get a little story and and be done with it. Yeah, it'd be nice for them to do a bit more of that. Maybe for some of the side characters that they're not really going to explore that much. Yeah. Um, some of the ones, the new ones that were introduced in The Force Awakens in particular. Some stuff in the Guavian guards or whatever they are. And some other minor characters that, you know, it'd be nice to explore them in a bit more detail. But exactly. But just in a one-shot. I don't in need a, a whole shot. ongoing or exactly. I don't need even a whole five or six issue miniseries. Yeah. Just, you know, one shot gives a little more depth and insight into some of these characters. Exactly. It'd be pretty cool. Like a one-shot Maz Katana, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd see, be great. see where she found the lightsaber. I think <laughs> she's going to be way more... So I guess there was a cut scene yes, where she actually bring this up to you. Yes, yeah, yes. Where she actually ends up back with the resistance. Oh, okay, that's the cutscene you're talking about. Okay, there's yeah. a the cutscene I heard that um, they edited, they they shot it and filmed it, and they took it out of Force Awakens. Uh, are we in spoiler? T- I mean, it's a it's it's a cut yeah, scene. So, so we'll, we'll we'll say spoilers, but yeah, spoilers. So uh, basically, I guess supposedly she uses the force in the scene where what? she pushes down a wall and brings it down on some stormtroopers to make make way for them so supposedly they cut that out because she's not a jedi but she does say she knows the force yeah so i was like oh that's pretty cool and i could totally see that happening oh that's bad i didn't totally never heard that, that. Yeah. yeah i actually found that out today so um that'd be interesting to see if the, in the blu-ray if we get to see that scene oh that'd be yeah. great because yeah because i know yeah and on top of that like i was saying that there's a scene a cut scene where she actually goes back yeah um, and has some dialogue with later because you remember in the trailer there's that that picture of someone handing and it turns out it was Leia, right. the lightsaber. Yes. That's part of that whole scene. Oh. So I don't know how, I guess, I don't. they must have shot something different and then maybe Leia gave the lightsaber back to Finn. Finn, right. Yeah, yeah did Leia? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. but anyways, that I guess that was all yanked. Right. But, so I think she is a lot more, you know, because the actress that got her is fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. great. She, she got the Oscar for yeah. 12 years, didn't yeah. she? Uh, best Supporting. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they kind of have... This big actor behind her, mm-hmm. and she, I got a real Yoda vibe off her. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so it'd be interesting, yeah, to see her either expand in the comic series. Yeah. I think they're going to do a lot more with her in episode eight. I think yeah, we're going to see so. her right. kind of as a common thread again through yeah. the series. I think you're right. Yeah. So interesting to see. Yep, and then yeah. we got Bloodline. Yes. So that's kind of the excited the last novel here. So this is set six years prior to the Force Awakens. Awesome. So I'm hoping in this we get some insight 
into the rise of the the first order. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the resistance too. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. But a title like that, Bloodlines. Yeah. Uh, New Republic know. Bloodlines. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, where where whether it's Kylo Ren. You know what's going on with him? Oh, the Knights of Ren, and right? Like that. Oh. There's so much. What a title, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, so that drops in March, so that's not yes. too far off. Nice. So we gotta nice. make sure that we're all caught up. Here oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our books. Yeah, I got about ten chapters left to go here in uh, Lost Stars. So yeah. uh, whenever I'm done that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just after you're done this, you're just gonna go drive around for two <laughs> drive hours. Drive around, yeah. It's about going to Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> coming back yeah, down. And back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then there's a few kind of young readers' novels that I haven't I haven't read. I actually saw one the other day. I should have grabbed it. Called Before the Awakening. Right. It's an anthology, of a series of books, I guess, that describes a bit of Ray's, Finn's, and Poe's stories. Right. I saw that. I don't know in how much detail they go into. I don't know if they go back to childhood mm-hmm. or whatever. But I guess it's I guess it's an interesting read. Again, expanding on some of these these new protagonists that we have in the in the that's right. in the Star Wars universe. So that's might right. be something to grab. I'll probably end up grabbing it here soon. I'm thinking so. I guess it explains a little bit about the character that we see call out Finn in the battle. Oh traitor. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I guess uh Kevin Number's exact exact number because he's like F N or he's N something something yeah. something something. But uh we get to see a little bit about those two. So uh Looks uh, looks pretty interesting. Yeah, because he's become basically a fan favorite. He's become a fan favorite. He's uh, become bigger than uh, Captain Phasma, I'd yeah. say, which should have been her. Exactly. In that scene. We, we talked about we talk, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it should have been Phasma. In there, yeah, yeah. Because this guy's blown. This guy's the, the new Boba Fett. Oh yeah, yeah he's <laughs> everywhere. There's memes of this guy. There's yeah. gifts. He's all over the place. He's kicking off. So He'll end up as it. a hot toy for sure. Absolutely. Like a two three hundred dollar hot toy. Uh, and speaking of these hot toys, the, the fin that I saw. Looks just incredible. But these hot toys. Are you jumping wow. into them? <laughs> I don't, if, I, <laughs> if I get into the hot toys, I'm probably going to have to drop my comics. I'm probably going to have to show off my figures. Oh, yeah. But the fin I saw, the Darth Vader, I think there's a new Darth Vader coming out, and um, Luke from A New Hope. Yeah. With a, with a white tonic or tunic. Uh, yeah. Just looks great. Good. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd love to get my hands on some of these hot toys. But yeah. like you said, like looking around the room here, man, I've got. You know, between Lego and action figures and <laughs> Funko Pop oh, and yeah. comics and all, it was just way too much. It's just, just too much. And you know, I, there's some people that I know on another podcast and stuff like that yeah. that exclusively collect these things. Yeah. But like at a time, especially on the Force Awakens, you know, you're forking out two, three hundred bucks, and you've got you know stormtroopers, yeah. Phasma, Kylo Ren, Finn. You know, so many characters. So many. Like I don't know how you even even do it. Like yeah. it, you have to be almost exclusively collecting these. Exactly. Some of them are just gorgeous. They're, they're incredible looking. Just just the best looking figures. I've seen a lot of things try and come close, but they just can't. No. They just can't cut it. No, I guess that's why you pay the money for them, right? That's why you pay the money for them, yeah. So. Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah. And I guess, you know, really the last thing chronologically that we have, yeah. and it was just announced a couple of days ago, yeah. is a, a Poe Dameron uh, comic. I think it's an ongoing Okay, uh, cool. I'm not sure. Maybe cool. it's just a mini series. Cool. I don't know much about it. Right. It is dropping in April. Do you know if it takes place before or after? I don't not, know. Not sure, right? the, the one article I read on the internet says it'll center around Poe Dameron. So I don't know if it's going to be before mm-hmm. or after. I'm going to guess maybe just before. Yeah. But I could be totally wrong. Yeah. You know, that, that would make sense to me because then we can maybe see why and how he leads up with uh, the Max Valencino character, the, the old guy. Yeah, exactly. Because right? and... we're probably not going to get much unless we're getting flashbacks. But, yeah. you know, as far as his story goes, because, you know, the movies going forward are really going to focus on the Skywalker and the Souls, yeah. right? So it might be nice to go back and see why, you know, Poe, you know, his training maybe a bit. Yeah. Why he's so high regarded in the, in the resistance, how he gets into the resistance. Right. 
and you know even time back to shattered empire series some you know more stuff about you know this this force tree or whatever exactly. it's called his, what happened to his parents yeah there's no like talk that. about them yeah. right so so it'd be interesting so yeah. maybe it'd be cool if it explored kind of that end of um of poe dameron so absolutely yeah yeah definitely looking forward to it but yeah. well that kind of brings us to an end here you know it's it's exciting to see all this stuff and as we kind of talk about at the top mm-hmm. it's really great that you know it's unfortunate that they basically rebranded and erased the, all the canon and mm-hmm. continuity that we had in EU. But at the same time, kind of putting a positive spin on it, mm-hmm. you know, we're now having the opportunity to not only bring in a whole new generation of writers, you know, yeah. probably a lot of writers that were fans exactly. of the series growing up. Yeah, J.J. You know, so Abrams, all these guys are exactly. big fans of the universe. Exactly. Finn, I've seen interviews, and this guy loves, loves yeah. the universe. Right? So, yeah, the actors, the yeah. comic writers, the, 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 the novel writers. So we're getting all these fans writing these, mm-hmm. these stories. So a whole new generation taking shots at these, yeah. you know, putting their own spin, bringing mm-hmm. in new characters. You know, and so it's a lot of exciting stuff kind of going forward Absolutely. with Star Wars. And the fact that we're kind of in on the ground floor, again, it seems, yeah. <laughs> um, is fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, almost nothing but good things to say oh, yeah. about everything that's coming out. With the exception is, you know, sometimes it would be nice to just slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, just take a breather. But um, like you said, it's exciting. And the thing is, is, um, you know, we can still draw stories or take bits and pieces from those stories and put them in these movies such yeah. as um ben ben yeah. solo you know things like that i guess he wasn't technically ben solo in the other universe he was ben skywalker yeah i think because it was anakin or is it anakin solo anakin. Yeah, there was an anakin and there was a ben but you know you can still tell that you know they're taking bits and nods yeah. from those books and putting them in there and and they're, it's totally open to do so yeah so uh i got i got no complaints the books will always be there yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly so yeah. kind of cutting off off the idea of the eu that used to have the solo twins yeah who do you think Ray is, is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's you know my answer changes every day that yeah. is so hard it's so hard. you know i've heard i've heard some good theories out there i've heard she could be reincarnated i've heard she could be a clone she could be the obvious one, Luke's, yeah. Luke's daughter, right? Solo, um, a Kenobi. Exactly. You know, you know it, would, it is interesting. I did hear one. I'm sorry, I can't source who it is, but um, they did say it makes sense that Rey is Luke's daughter because you, if you think about it this way, Anakin brought balance to the Force by having twins. And when those twins, one twin had a dark side son, and then the other twin had a light side Jedi. Yeah. Rey. So that's kind of like the balance right there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's cool, it was a little cool. interesting ways to look at it, but um. I couldn't tell you. I don't even know if the writers themselves know. No, who. that'd be like one of those threads that they're yeah. kind of like, yeah, maybe we'll see what goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll let these guys play around for a bit. I, yeah. I agree. I think she, you know, the obvious is Luke, and right. maybe maybe they will go obvious, and maybe they won't. Right. But yeah, I think she's a Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, they really they really pull at the idea that she's a Solo. Yeah. Just kind of her relationship with. For Her- 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 with <laughs> Han Solo, <Fun>. yeah. <laughs> I think there that relationship and why he's offering a job. <clears throat> my interpretation is is that that's his guilt showing through. I think that maybe he was the one that dropped, dropped. Ray off on Jakku right. and left her. Right. So Luke basically, you know, they pulled kind of what they did at the end of Revenge of the Sith is mm-hmm. they they took the children and hid. Right. And so they put her away, exiled her. Maybe this Max von Sydow character. Was the, the Obi One looking over, the, watching exactly her, right? on the same planet, and yeah. so that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Is you know maybe she was dropped there, left abandoned, yeah, because she constantly refers back to you. Oh, my parents are coming back, exactly. But then in that flashback, you get 
her basically being dropped off and dragged off. So someone's just said, you know, here, take her. Exactly. We're gone. And then they're, they're out. And right. so I think as the Knights of Ren were slaughtering the, the Jedi mm-hmm. Academy, someone took her, hit her away. Because Kylo is also seems quite invested. In this girl. Yeah. Yeah. And he's constantly, what do you mean there's a girl? Exactly. And that sort of thing. So that's kind of what I'm saying. And that's why I think that Max von Sydow character is important. Yes. He's not just some kind of random throwaway character. I think he... You know, I know he's he's not alive anymore. Yeah, because Kylo Ren seems to know him. Yep, and so and he seems to have gone right for him. So he, he, maybe he was you know chasing this Max on Sita character. Maybe that's why he has that piece of the map. Exactly. Yeah. There's something more to that character, and I think maybe the yeah, movie... because because they know each other too. Yeah, because he because he, he Max von Sydow's character says you weren't always like this. You weren't yeah. born on this side. Or yeah, something yeah. He refers to so he knows who his parents are. Exactly. Like that. Exactly. So yeah. And, and and he refers to Princess Leia as a princess as royalty. She'll always be royalty. Yeah. So he's he's been around. Yeah, yeah long he's enough. Been around. And so yeah. it'd be interesting to explore see that character explored a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, a novel or a comic or something yeah. popping up. Or they may keep that specifically for in the movies itself, maybe in flashbacks and stuff like yeah. that. But I really think that's the direction they're going with that and with Ray. When do you think they will reveal episode eight or episode nine they're gonna drop Ray's uh, backstory? They, I think they have to <clears throat> drop her backstory sometime in episode eight i think so too yeah. episode nine has to be kind of the culmination of this story yeah and i don't know if we can wait around because no. you don't want to have they're probably i'm going to guess they're going to kind of empire strike back yeah. you in in episode eight yeah with some big huge cliffhanger and you know leaving everyone in a very dark position yeah finn gets frozen yeah. <laughs> okay, they can't go down that path. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh just, my gosh. Vincent Carbonet. And if they pull off the I love you, I know stuff. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, I don't think they're going to go that far. But you never know. Yeah. But uh, I think it'll be episode eight reveal and yeah. then the episode nine. I really, I really hope they don't do a redemption story for Kylo Ren. Yeah, I really hope so. I hope I don't. I hope they don't. Do yeah, that. yeah. I, you know, it's really hard to come back from murdering your father yeah. in cold blood. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, and if they were to do that, then as much as I don't want them to do it, but if they had to do that, then I'd really want to see Ray go full out dark. Then I'd really want her to go the opposite. Yeah, because that's another yeah. fan theory, right? Right, is that you know he's being pulled towards light, maybe she's being pulled towards the, the dark. dark. Yeah, and without any training, you know, maybe that's the big twist. They end up flipping. Yeah. Exactly. How crazy would that, that would be? be crazy. Not uh, only is she a female, but she's yeah. like this Sith and just yeah. badass. That would and be like super powerful. At super that too, powerful, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So that'd be pretty. There's so many possibilities, so many theories, right? Yeah. So it's great stuff, you know. Yeah. And we're gonna have another <laughs> basically two years. <laughs> two to think years. About this. But at least we get one every year, right? Yeah, like, exactly. One just around the corner. Yeah, right? fill that void. You know, yeah. with these this you know Poe Dameron series, you know the C three PO one shot. Maybe like we were saying, we'll get some more one shots to kind of fill that void and feed kind of the the fire that is us trying to figure out what the heck's going on. <laughs> and you know, again with some of these novels too, we're gonna get a lot more insight into the the first order and that. So yeah. like we said, a ton of exciting stuff. Oh yes, um, coming down the pipe here, and it's a great time again. Yeah, it's all you can eat—it's like a big buffet. You, yeah. can just, you just keep eating all this stuff. Pick and choose, but you can't. You can get overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. eyes are bigger than your stomach sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure having yeah. you on. Hope yeah, can, thanks for having me again. Yeah, hope we can do this again soon. Absolutely, very soon. You know, we got some franchise reviews coming up, and cool. maybe some. Uh, maybe we'll have you back on for the the Daredevil series review. Cool, cool. and uh, see what we can do in the future here. So we'll be back next week with another episode of the Nerd Room. I haven't quite decided what we're going to do, but you know, make sure to check out that Cap series special. 
and then the Batman vs Superman because they're dropping uh, a new Suicide Squad trailer. Yes. Did you see the new Suicide Squad poster? No. Oh man. No. Okay. No, I didn't. As soon as we're done here, you gotta go check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Like it's, that's yeah. I'm really looking forward to that oh, movie. Wicked. And the poster is sick. Oh nice. It's gonna be yeah. here in no time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amongst all the other posters. So. Anyways. All right, man. Well, cool. again, been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us, everyone. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. Thanks for entering the Nerd Room. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim and Sanjay, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and 1912Podcasting. You can also email us at TheNerdRM at gmail.com and 1912Entertainment at gmail.com. 